Hi, this is Thad Reese, the pastor at Parkside Community Church, The Lighthouse, here in San Francisco. Jesus said, when I return to the earth, will I find any faith? We believe that this podcast will help build your faith as you hear and listen to the Word of God. As the worship team sings this one more time, one more time, just dedicate your heart to Him today. Let your heart be God's heart. He has given you access into His throne room today. He has given you access through the blood of Jesus. So one more time, William, in the worship team, can you sing about Jesus? Come on. Such a perfect name Jesus 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 There's just something About that say hallelujah this morning i said can you say hallelujah we welcome you that are joining us by facebook live or youtube we are so glad you're with us today we uh, for the very first time are doing worship and uh, i hope you enjoy this this week thursday friday saturday and sunday we have pastor morgan dufresne with us if you like what you hear you're gonna love Miss Morgan, and so she will be with us seven o'clock Thursday evening, and so will this worship team. We enjoy, we welcome you. We hope you will join us. Bring your friends. Bring your family. It's going to be a great four days of ministry. Amen. Amen. Right now, we're going to take our offering, and I was thinking, you know, right now, maybe you're out there. Maybe you're not a big giver, but honestly, giving is. Jesus said it this way. He said that. Where your heart is, where your heart is, right? Say, where my heart is. That, that, that's, that's really, 
That's what you give to. Where your treasure is your heart. Your treasure is your heart. So if your treasure is in stuff, it's going to be in the stuff. If your treasure is in God, you're going to give to God. So we're going to give you an opportunity. 2250-2250 Uola Street in San Francisco, 94116. If you'd like to tithe, if you'd like to give, you are more than welcome to give to our ministry. Parkside Community Church. 2250 Uola Street in the heart of the Sunset District in San Francisco. God bless you. So um, always know this, always know this, that your love for God will always be found in two areas. Everybody say two areas. Your calendar, <laughs> where you spend your time, and your checkbook. Where you spend your money. That's where we can find out how much you love God or how little you love God in those two areas. Your calendar tells us where you go and your checkbook tells you where your heart is. Amen. So we're going to pray over your offering. And um, here in our church, um, we're just going to go forward. If you want to give, you just come up here and drop it in. We have another song today. Thank you, Carolyn. She's going to minister in music as we give. Father. Bless everybody. Bless those that are listening via the internet. Bless our church. Bless everything that we're going to do this week. We need a lot of help. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And Father, we thank you that every seed goes into good ground. Every say good ground. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you give.
Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. We are living in some fun times, church. We are living in some good times. And we serve an amazing good God. Get your eyes on Him and things will change from bad to good. Amen? He's a good God. He's gooder than good. Eddie, He's gooder than good. Amen? I said He's gooder than good. All right. Well, God bless you. Thank you, worship team. You guys may come on off the stage and be seated. Um, We love you. We thank you. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the words that are going to be shared today, that the word will be rich. We don't like weak coffee. We like strong forte coffee. So we want this word to be rich, Lord. And we give you the praise. We give you the glory in Jesus name. And everybody said, amen, amen. If you've got your Bible, you want to turn with me to uh, John chapter eight. But as you're turning to John chapter eight, I want to just share a little story with you in the twenties and thirties. There was a guy that was one of the one of the most powerful evangelists, healing evangelists um, that has ever been known. And his name was Smith Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth, you can you can Google him. You can you can you can even get some books by him. Um, autobiography. And I don't know if there's an autobiography, but I know there's a biography about him. Lester Summerall wrote about him. But anyway. In um, the 30s, there was Lester Summerall. Now, Lester Summerall, I personally had the opportunity to eat with him, to fellowship with him. My pastor, Pastor Dave Brown, him and his lovely wife, who's my pastor now, Sonia Brown, they would have ministers in and... um, I would be the coordinator, you know, when you're an associate pastor, you get to do a lot of coordinating. So I was the youth pastor, the associate pastor, the garbage man, you know, it did a lot of things because, you know, ministry, that's what they say, you know, um, of the ministry, um, 10% of the people do a hundred percent of the work. That's not true here, but that's what happens a lot. And because people, um, I guess they're, they don't want the rewards. <laughs> How many you want a reward when you get to heaven? And so the people that are faithful, God will make sure he sees everything you have ever done for him. Every, everybody say every single thing I've ever done. God will never forget. He will not forget it. So if he told you to go mow somebody's yard or if he told him to bake a cake or if he told you to give or if he told you to do worship or if he told you to clean a toilet, all of that. All of that will go through the, what, conveyor belt, through the fire, and then it will be burned, and we'll find out if it was actually good or burned up. Amen. Praise the Lord. So that we all get that. So anyway, Smith um, was over in Europe, and this Lester Summerall, who I had the great opportunity um, of um, being in his presence one evening, um, I actually took his two pilots. They flew into Porterville. Some of you don't even know where Porterville is. But Lester um, had a, a jet and he flew into Porterville, California. And I got the opportunity of taking his two pilots up to Yosemite. And we got to spend the day up there, have lunch. That that evening, after Lester ministered, we had a dinner. A uh, Pastor Sonia baked, um, beautiful. She was great at pies and stuff. We had a, a beautiful dinner 
And then I'll never forget because Lester was just sitting there. He didn't really, he didn't talk. And, um, you know, it's, it's amazing because usually the, the longer you're in, the wiser you become, the less you talk. The, the less you talk. Because, people, because you're careful of your words. You choose your words carefully. And so I was just watching, you know, Lester, and he was just reading a magazine or something on the couch. And we were talking, there was a few of us, and we were talking about different things and talking about maybe some of the things that were happening in the world and, uh, and some of the sin that was going. And Lester, who had not said anything, Dr. Summerall, I'll never forget, he's sitting there and he pulls down whatever magazine he was reading. And he said this, he said, you know, after King David sinned with Bathsheba, he never had another victory. And he put his thing up. Wow. It just got real quiet real quick. And I was like, really? (laughs) Now, he was a he was a man. That was direct. If you if you can Google him. I was listening to him last night. Lester Summerall. But he um, and Smith got together when Lester was in his 20s. He was like 25. And he'd heard about Smith Wigglesworth. So we got to go to one of Smith's meetings. He was actually invited to speak at the same meeting that Smith was. And after Lester ministered, somebody tapped him on the shoulder. So Lester was pretty nervous about ministering in the presence of some of these people. And the person that tapped him on the shoulder was Smith Wigglesworth, one of the greatest evangelists, one of the greatest. I heard testimonies of Smith Wigglesworth walking down the street and people walking out of bars with a bottle of booze and the booze bottle just burst because of the anointing on this man's life. And you can believe that or not believe it, but I'm just telling you, he had, he raised many people from the dead. He, he, he punched people in the, in the, when they would have healing lines. He was just, he was just, I mean, when you were in his presence, you knew you were around God. And see, a lot of people have no respect for ministry, don't have respect for different things. But so Lester has Smith tap him on the shoulder, never met the man. And, uh, Smith, invited Lester to his house. And he says, here's my, he, he, he gave him his address of where he lived. And Lester, he says, when you can, I need to, I need you to come to my house. I'd like to talk to you, young man. So Lester was like, am I going to get rebuked? <laughs> am I going to get corrected? What, what's going to happen? What it was. So after, I, I don't know how long it was, a week or two. So Lester had some time and he got his little address and you know, he didn't have Google Maps at the time, so he had to ask people. And he got to the door, and he knocks on Smith Wigglesworth's door. He knocks on the door, pop, pop, pop. And Smith answers the door, opens up the door, and he looks at him. And he says, "Ah!" And he's pointing his finger around like Lester take, takes a step back, and he's like, "He's in a he's in a, a coat. It's raining. He's got an umbrella under his arm. He's got his Bible. He's got a newspaper under." And and Smith is pointing at him, and he says, "And he goes, what's under what's under your arm? What's under what, what's under that arm?" And, and and Lester goes, "I have an umbrella. It's raining, Mister Wigglesworth." And he goes, "No, no, no, no," and he says. It's a newspaper. Get rid of it. Get rid of the newspaper. Get rid of the newspaper. 
And, and, and Lester says, yes, sir. So he went and he discarded of the newspaper and then he was allowed into his house. Smith would never let the newspaper in the 20s and 30s and 40s would not let it in, in his house. He said, even in that time, 20s, 30s, it's full of lies. I said, it's full of lies. And you look at what we hear today, that we have to social distance, that we have to muzzle our face, that we can all the the things that we have. Where did you learn that? Where did I learn it? Why are we doing it? People say, well, that I even my own son sometimes is like, don't get political. Don't get. Listen, if if we don't get political as ministers and we don't teach you the truth. You're going to walk in deception. So Smith Wigglesworth, are you with me? Would not allow even a newspaper in his house because all he wanted was heaven. Truth. I said truth. So here's the thing. You wonder why he walked in so much power, so much anointing, so much fervency for God. Because all he focused on was the Bible. The first 30 minutes, as Lester walked into the house, he read the Bible, just found a place in the Bible, and he just read for 30 minutes. He's like, (laughs) he's just reading. No communication. He's just reading the Bible. This is his fellowship. The next 30 minutes, he, they prayed. They just started praying. And then I think it maybe been an hour, hour and a half later. He says, that's enough, sir. Uh, that's enough, son. You may leave. What kind of fellowship is that? You go over to somebody's house. You know, you're just going to read the Bible and pray. How weird is that? No, that's normal. And yet today, people, because of last night, can't come to church because they're hungover. I know that the Holy Ghost showed me today. Uh, you know, people don't go because they, they're a parting. Great. America's free. We're free. But why are we free? Tell me why we're free. Because we had godly people establish this country on godly principles that ungodly people are now trying to destroy our constitution, our declaration of independence and everything else. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So have you found John chapter eight? John chapter eight. The reason why I'm sharing this is because John chapter eight, verse 31 says, Jesus, do you guys care what Jesus says? We got two of you. I said, do you care what Jesus has to say? Okay, well, then let's 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 connect today and see what your master said. Jesus said to the Jews which believed on him. Well, some of you would say, well, he's talking to the Jews. Well, you're a Jew now. If you've asked Jesus into your heart, you got grafted in. You're a part of the family of God. You're a Jew. You know, you people, that's why we're supposed to what? Pray for Israel. We're supposed to connect with the Israelites. We are Jewish now, church. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, uh, uh, no, he thank God they're blind. So you and I can see. Thank God that we got grafted in or we were history. Amen. So here's what Jesus said to you and me. Those that believed on him. How many believers? I said, how many believers? He says, if. If. The choice is not God's. Choice is yours. 
If you continue to listen to CNN, if you continue to listen to your ungodly friends, if you continue to read the newspaper, who's talking here, church? Come on, who's talking here? Jesus. He says, if you continue in my word, what does continue mean? Well, do I, I, I pick it up when you preach on Sunday, Pastor Thad? I, I've said to our church, it, 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 honestly, it hurts me now. I've told my church, you need your Bible, not your phone, a Bible, a pen, a notepad. But it hurts me because, and and I say this because I say it to you, because I know this. You know, we make it so easy for people because all you do is just look up on the screen. The Bible has got to get inside of you, church. I said the Bible's got to get inside of you. If, here's Jesus, if you continue in my word, that means you need to be in it daily. You need to be listening to it, speaking it, reading it. On an ongoing basis. It's not like you ever learn enough. Faith comes by what? Faith comes by hearing and hearing. And it, it does not come by having heard. I've heard this message before, Pastor. That, 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 that's why you need to hear it again. Because you don't have it. You, you know. So here's what he said. If you continue in my word, not in anything else. If you continue in the word. Are you getting more? Social media time than God time. Ask yourself that. Are you more engaged in work than you are the church? Are you more spending time listening to sports, other things than the word? Because this you're going to find out. And this is why people are not fighting back. If you continue in my word, then and then only... Are you my disciple? Say, I only could be a disciple. Come on, say it. I can only be a disciple if I continue. So if you don't continue, if I don't continue, impossible. You, you will not be a disciple. You cannot. And because you're not a disciple, this next verse you don't get to use ever. Ever. Look at the next verse. And you'll know the truth. And the truth will make you free. If you're not a disciple, you don't get to know truth. And that's why the church is blind today. They watch too much media. They listen to too much junk. And that's why people are afraid that are Christians. Are you with me? Who are the only people that get to know truth to be free? Come on, disciples. Everybody say disciples. These are the words of Jesus. They're the words of Jesus. Think about this. For you that don't like me talking about political things that I think that are very important to talk about because you guys hear it every day. You'll hear it every day. Other people talking. In Jesus' time, there was a guy named Joseph. Anybody remember Joseph? Who was Joseph? That was Jesus' father. (laughs) Do you remember Jesus' father? Joseph. 
So Jesus is being rock-a-bye baby in the treetop. Mary is, is rocking the baby. And now, now he's starting to walk on the floor. Jesus is like walking around the floor. He's, he took his first step, Joseph. Do you realize that Jesus was just like Nehemiah, like you, like me? He, he, he grew up. So here you've got Joseph and Mary. They're raising Jesus. He's about a year and a half old. And CNN's on TV. No, they didn't have CNN. Because Joseph was such a godly man, an angel appeared to to Joseph. Do you remember? And what did the angel say to Joseph? Because he might do this to you in the years to come. I'm, I'm I'm not lying right now. He may do this to you in the years to come. He says to Joseph, the angel says, you need to pack your bags and get out of here and get out of here quick. He didn't hear that from TV. He heard it from, who did he hear it from? He heard it from an angel. You're not going to hear an you're not going to hear from an angel hungover. Why did it get so quiet? I mean, I'm talking to them out there. I'm not talking to you guys. So don't get mad at me. You're not going to hear from an angel. Only godly people get to hear spiritual things. Let let me talk to these people over here. Only godly people will get to. Are you guys going to get with me today? Only godly people in these days that we're living in are going to get the supernatural insight of what we are living in. Amen. So if you want insight. And not lies. If you want insight. What's really going on. You better stick your face in the book. You better stick your face in the book. That's why. the And I say it again. And I, listen. I'm telling you. I'm not trying to lift him up or anything. But when Eddie Bello came to me. About two months ago. And said. Pastor Thad. I am so glad for you. And he said, if I didn't have your teachings, I would be a mess right now. He works at Costco. And the reason why is because it's crazy out there. Is that right, Mr. Ed? And so that was probably the greatest compliment I have ever had as a minister. Because if we shut this church down, like every other church, and all the sheep are like confused right now. You know why they're confused? Because they have no shepherd. And Jesus stood on the mountain over Jerusalem and said, he wept because the sheep had no shepherd. That's why it's so important to you to be in this house as much as possible. Your shepherd has truth for you. So the angel shows up to Joseph. Hey, bro, what's going on? No, he said, get your bags packed. Get out of here. Get out of this country. Why? He just told him to go. Well, in the political party at that time, there was a very jealous king. And he was going to kill every kid two years of age and younger. If he didn't leave, Jesus is done. Because when they came and knocked on the door to kill the kid, There was nobody there because God warned Joseph in a dream with an angel to tell him, get out of Dodge. 
God will warn us in these days that we're living. You need to get out of Palo Alto. Oh my gosh, that is not a good. (laughs) But I got an apartment complex. I'm just teasing, just teasing. My point is this. These are days not to be messing around. These are days that you better hear from God. I better hear from God because only those that are disciples will know the truth that makes them free. That's why Smith Wigglesworth had a revelation. I don't want no lies coming in me. You know, the best thing that my son has ever said to me in the last month, he said, he said, will you turn off the news? (laughs) It doesn't even matter. It can even be, well, I like Fox News. Listen, news is news. We need the book, right? We need the Bible. We need the Bible. Just stay with the Bible. God will let you know what's up. Amen. And if the church would rise up, they would begin to know that all of this, this pandemic, it is a lie. Think about it. Last night, I Googled this. You need to hear this. Last night, I Googled. How many, I wanted the chart of the death rates. Everybody say death rate. What are they saying right now, church? Are they talking about, when they talk about coronavirus, they're, what are they, what are they, what, what do they refer to? Cases. Everybody say cases. You know why they say cases now? And when you go, they, they went straight from, I put death, they put cases. I'm like, I didn't ask for cases. I don't need to know. You know why they want cases? Because the death rate is nothing now. And so they got to make fear in you and me. So it makes it seem like you got to wear a mask. You need a social distance. No, they're just trying to destroy the church. And these days might be the beginning of the falling away. And we're not going to fall away. I said, we're not going to fall away. So, but if you listen to news all the time, if you listen to your friends all the time, you are going to fill yourself with fear. Amen, Huey Louie. (laughs) Glory to God. Turn to John chapter three. I think you may know this verse. (laughs) I would have loved to have one day with Smith Wigglesworth. How about you? Walk in. He doesn't even say anything. Opens up the Bible and starts reading the Bible. How about, can we have a cup of coffee over there? <laughs> that's a, that's a powerful man of God. We, and guess what? He is. We're going to see him soon. My brother-in-law may have already met him. Smith Wigglesworth, Lester Summerall, Kenneth Hagan, Oral Robert. We're going to get to see all these guys. You guys are going to get to see him soon because we're going to have a hall a hall going back to the bathroom. It's going to call, it's called now the hall of faith because we're going to put pictures of all these old ministers that, that did amazing things for God. Thank you for two amens and the rest of you just like, that's a dumb idea. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad you're in church today? I said, aren't you glad? Aren't you glad you're not in fear? God didn't give you a spirit of fear. How many know he's good all the time? You know, when, when, when people are being martyred today all over the world, aren't you glad you're not martyred? It's easier to be a living sacrifice than being a dead martyr. 
It's harder. It's harder to be a living sacrifice. It is harder to be a living sacrifice than a dead martyr. Listen, a dead martyr, you get to go under the altar and, and, and sit there and gripe and complain to Jesus. Jesus, when are you going to go back and judge those people? That's what they're doing. Revelation chapter 5. It is harder. Say this with me. It is harder to be a living sacrifice than a dead martyr. Dead martyr, boom, you're done. Living sacrifices daily. I got to go out and I got to do exactly what he tells me to do. And it's usually against your flesh. Pausing for effect. All right. Have you found John chapter three? This is verse 16. I don't know if you guys have ever read this before, but I'm going to read it to you. For God. So what are you laughing at? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever. Are you a whosoever? Whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Aren't you glad you're on your way to heaven? Aren't you glad? A lot of people stop with that verse. If I'm going to ask Carolyn right now, Carolyn, what's the next verse say? If I'm going to ask Gabby, what's the next verse going to say? If I'm going to ask William, what's the next verse? Well, let's look at what the next verse says. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn it. He didn't come in to condemn the world, but that the world through Jesus might be saved. He came to love the hell out of this place. Amen. He doesn't want anybody going to hell. The Bible is clear that it is not God's will that any go to hell. Nobody, everybody say nobody, Nobody. not even my mother-in-law say it. Come on. Not even. (laughs) Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Verse 18. Watch this. He that believes on Jesus is not condemned. You're not condemned. Say there's no condemnation on me today. Say, I have been made free. I'm free indeed. You need to realize you should not be in bondage. You should not be looking at your past mistakes. You have been covered with the blood. You're white as snow. God's got good things ahead for you. He wants you blessed, anointed, full of the Holy Ghost, healed whole, and having a good time. Amen. He didn't didn't save you to make you miserable. He did not save you to be. And you know what? I look around and there's more miserable Christians than there's miserable people in the world. It's like the world at least knows how to party. But Christians, Christians, they sit around and talk about all their failures. Everybody say, he didn't save me to make me miserable. He came to give you what kind of life? Come on. Abundant life. That's a good life. A blessed life. He wants you blessed. Amen. He that believes on him is not condemned. But he that believes not is the one that's condemned. Mm -hmm. He's already condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. Verse 19. And this is the condemnation. See, you want to know the condemnation? Here it is. Watch this. This is right after John 3.16. That light is coming to the world... And men love darkness rather than light. I used to always think this. There's a scripture in Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. that says, my people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. But I quit reading after that. If you keep reading, it says, because they don't want truth. 
And here you find out that men love darkness rather than light. They don't want to come to church because why? Their deeds are exposed. The light shows you like when you come in and you have come in with a bad attitude. How many have ever come into church with a bad attitude and you left with a better attitude? Why are you laughing so much? (laughs) Kevin, why is your hand up the highest? (laughs) But here's the truth. A lot of us, we come in a little bit fleshy, right? Let's just be honest. But the light exposes us and they're like, "Uh, I'm not right. (laughs) I'm not right. I I need to get, Father, forgive me because I've been a jerk the last couple months or days or whatever, right? And, And what's that? Because look, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were bad. Go on, verse 20. For everyone that does bad hates the light. This is why people, this is why people don't go to church. They hate me. No, they do. They hate me. If they, if they have to sit and listen to this, they hate this. Because why? Because if you come to the light, your deeds are reproved. You, you like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have been there. Verse 21. But he that doeth truth. Everybody say, that's me. Come on, say, that's me. You need to say it too. That's me. But he that doeth truth comes to the light. Even though you've messed up, you say, I'm going to church. I need it. How many of you have ever been there? I know I don't feel like going, but I'm coming to church. Even though pestered that ticks me off. I'm coming to the light that his deeds may be man- made manifest that they are wrought in God. God cleans us up. You know why? Have you, I know Nehemiah needs more spakings that he gets, but he, you know, the, the, the Bible says that whom the parents love, they correct. So that's why God spanks face so much because he loves her so much. Amen. If you're not getting whipped up in, in, in church by the word, then, and you're just rejecting that, that's scary. Because the Lord loves to correct us because that's who he loves. I said he loves us when he corrects us. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Aren't you glad you came to church? How many of you come in this week? Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Three of you. Well, hope you hope some people invite some other people. Go to Daniel chapter 12. I said all that to get here today. Do you know that Jesus is the one that's talking here in Daniel? A lot of people don't realize it, but Jesus, Daniel was one of the first people to get to see Jesus. And look at what he does. Here's Jesus talking to Daniel about, you know, he just showed him the end. You know, Daniel got to see the end. And here's what Daniel is told by Jesus. This is what Jesus says to him. And Jesus said to him, go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. What was happening here is Daniel's like, I see the end. I see all this stuff going on. Tell me what this means. And, and Jesus says, go home, <laughs> go back to the king's palace. This, this thing shut up. That's why people that have studied Daniel for the last umpteen years are all wrong. Everybody say all wrong. 
It's not Nebuchadnezzar. It's, it, listen, it, it has nothing to do with Nebuchadnezzar and his dream. Has nothing to do with all the four generals and all that. If you, if you know, nothing of it. Oh, it has not been open. Look at verse 10. Look at verse 10. Many, everybody say many, many. shall be purified. This is talking about our time. Many are going to get saved. They're going to be made white and they're going to be tried. Mm, have you been tried? <laughs> How many of us have been tried? More than we want. But then look at this. But the wicked. Let me say the wicked. They shall do wickedly. That's all they know how to do. Don't get upset with the people that don't know Jesus if they're bad. Wicked means bad. That they do bad. That's all they know. They're going to do wickedly. And none of the wicked shall understand. What do you mean? They're not going to know what's going on in the end. They're not going to know that this means that. This means, uh-oh, uh, we're about ready to go. We're about ready to get raptured. They won't have a clue. They will not have a clue. The wicked shall not understand, but the wise. Who's wise in here? Who are the wise people? Come on, somebody help me out. I want, I'm, I'm going to give a Starbucks card away for the, for the answer of this right now. Who are the wise people? Get, I'm getting upset. Who are the wise people? If somebody out there, if you can send it, send me a card, tell me what, who are the wise people? See, we think it's God's people. It's us. It's no, he just, I told you when I started, those of us that continue only the disciples, only the disciples are wise. Only them. There will be Christians. Smith Wigglesworth. Remember Smith? He said, and I quote, over half of the believers will not be ready when Jesus comes back. Don't let that be said of me, God. Listen, over half. Lester Summerall, I just listened last night said the same thing. He said, there will be millions that will be left behind. You know anybody right now that probably won't be going in the rapture if he was today? These are serious times. We are preparing for the return of Jesus. And if you're playing, come on, what, what, if you're playing, you're staying. If you're playing, you're staying. That's why we need to be praying. Not playing, praying, or you're staying. Now, just for us to know these verses, these two verses, a little better, I had Kevin look it up in the Message Bible. So look at it in the Message Bible. Go on about your business, Daniel. This is, again, Jesus telling Daniel. Go on about your business, Daniel. He said, the message is confidential. And under lock and key until the end. That message is just now opening up. Just now opening up. We know right now, a lot of you don't know this, but I I know exactly when Jesus is coming back. Not the day or the hour, but I know within a year, right now. 
I don't know the exact time, but these things that happen according to the Bible, when they happen, that means that happens because we're all going to see the Antichrist. Everybody say, I'm going to see the Antichrist. Why? He said, Jesus said, when you see this guy, stand up. Well, we know from that point to the end is three and a half years. So somewhere in that last three and a half years, come on, come on, church. We're, we're out of here. We are out of here. And it is not going to be peachy times. You know, it's not going to be fun. You, we've said this all along. What we have just witnessed and are witnessing is simply a dress rehearsal for the very end. It's so funny because I've been saying that for months and somebody just showed me that John Hagee used the same term in his messaging of, of what's going on with the pandemic. So he says, go on about your business, Daniel. He said, this message is confidential and under lock and key until the end, until things are about to be wrapped up. The populace will be washed clean and made like new. But the wicked will just keep on being wicked without a clue. Everybody say without a clue. Come on, everybody say without a clue. Without a clue about what's happening. See, the church, the disciples will be in the light and saying, oh my, they have no clue what's going on. And they're going, "What? we're going to be persecuted. They're going to think we're wackos. They're going to think we're crazy. We're trying to tell them about to come in. Those who live wisely. Who's going to live wisely? Let me try one more time. I'm not giving a Starbucks card away this time. (laughs) Who are the wise? Come on. Who are the wise? The disciples. The ones that are continuing. Those who live godly and wisely and are continuing in the word. And well will understand what's going on. Will understand what's going on. This church, I believe, understands what's going on. We understand. We understand what's lies and what's truth. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to be listening less and less to the lies and putting my face in the book. How about you? How about you? All right. um, Go to... um, First Thessalonians chapter five. First Thessalonians chapter five. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write to you. Now, wait a second. Here's Paul talking to the church and he says, I don't need to write to you about the times and the seasons that you live in. Huh? What? Wait, Paul, what do you mean? You don't have to. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, I have no need to write to you. That doesn't sound right. Look at verse two. For yourselves know perfectly. Everybody say, I know perfectly. You should know this. Watch this. That the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Turn to your neighbor and say that the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Now, I'm going to give you revelation today because I'm getting chills even saying what I'm saying now because I know what I'm about to say. But people have been saying this for years. You don't know the day or the hour. You don't know when he's coming back. He's going to come like a thief in the night. 
Let me ask you a question, women. You have a husband that you're going to, well, you have a fiance. (laughs) You have a fiance and he promises you that you're going to get married. You're going to get married someday. The big carriage is going to come. You're going to have a couple white horses take you away and live happily ever after. It's kind of like Josh and Gabby's marriage, right? Just happily ever after, forever and ever. Kevin, that day's coming for you someday. Amen. You know, Isaac, you know all about it, right? All about it. Happily. Why are you looking frowny, <laughs> Crystal? <laughs> so here you got your fiance. This is before you guys got married. So Isaac goes up to Crystal, gets on his knees. I don't know if he did this. Oh, Crystal, I adore you. I love you. Will you marry me? And Crystal goes, man, I've got a lot of guys asking me that these days. Ah, let me flip a coin. <laughs> so you say yes. But Isaac, so smooth, so cool. You just got to be ready. Just be ready. You never know when I'm going to come and take you away. You just need to be ready. Every day you got to be ready because now look, are we not looking there? Know perfectly that the day of the, what's the day of the Lord? When the Lord comes back to get us the bride. We're supposed to be ready. Lord, seriously? We got to be ready like uh, all the time. Can you imagine? Uh, do I have my makeup on? You know, it's 2.30 in the morning. Oh, I hope he doesn't come right now because this is not good. This is what we've been teaching the church for centuries. He's coming back any minute. He's coming back. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's coming back any minute. Lies, lies, lies. And everybody's believed it. He's coming back. He's coming. Look, I'm one of the only ones that you're going to hear this from. He's not coming back today. He's not coming back next week or next year. How can you say he sat right there, Pastor Ted, for you know yourself perfectly. You know perfectly that God is going to come back like a thief in the night. I would not be a very good bride if I knew this. Are you serious? Isaac, you're just going to show up at my door and you don't know if it's going to be nighttime, daytime, anytime. You're going to show up and that's going to be our wedding day. Are you serious? What about the dress? What about the flowers? What about the reception? Where are we going on our honeymoon? This is girls. Are you seeing the point here? (laughs) And yet everybody said he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. Well, I'm like, (laughs) are you kidding me? He is coming back as a thief in the night. But here's the cool thing. I'm going to be ready. Why? Because it's not next year. I don't have to start getting my makeup on now. And we've been doing that. Oh, is he coming? He's coming. He's coming. Look at verse three. For when they shall say. When they shall say peace and safety, when are they going to say peace and safety, church? Because if you have been listening to me, you know when they're going to say peace and safety. Oh, my gosh. One person. Eddie, I owe you Starbucks right there. When they sign the peace treaty, the covenant of death, the last seven years, as we know, when they sign that, what is that? It is a peace fake treaty, kind of like the pandemic. (laughs) It's a fake treaty. 
It's a fake. The Antichrist won't even be at the treaty. In my, in my thinking, he won't even be there. So they signed this peace treaty, meaning this. No more what we just saw that just happened. This war that's going to happen. And there's like, we don't want that. So Russia comes and China comes and America. They sign a peace treaty. What's the peace treaty? Nobody can do what we just did, what we saw. No nuclear weapons. And the whole world, the whole, everybody say the whole world. Just like they're wearing masks right now. Come on, look, look. The whole world is going to be saying, thank God, peace and safety. For three and a half years. There will be a little civil war going on in a certain country. But that can't be nuclear because we got a peace treaty. Watch this. Then, uh uh-oh. Everybody say, uh uh-oh. See, this hasn't even happened, church. And the church, he could come back at any time, at any time. This hasn't even happened. This is after the peace treaty. For then sudden destruction comes upon them as travail upon a woman with child. And they shall not escape. Every say they shall not escape. When is that? That is at the middle of the last seven years when the Antichrist takes off his face mask and everybody sees it. The Jewish nation will repent, come to know Jesus, and it will be crazy because he starts killing anything that's godly or Jewish. We're still here. I said we're still here. Well, look at what he says. When they say. Kevin is quick on that thing. For when they say peace and safety. When is that again, church? So everybody knows. When is that going to happen? When's peace and safety? The signing of the peace. Peace treaty. Which means it's a seven year covenant. With a bunch of nations. That they will say we're not going to war. Seven years. So when the Antichrist, right before he gets to be the Messiah of the Jews, he confirms that covenant and he says, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. What's the devil good at? Lying. And so the Antichrist is going to say, oh, of course, we're going to have peace and safety. And he says, I confirm that. What you guys signed a few years ago, I confirm it. That day that they give him the keys of the third temple. That's when Jesus says in Matthew 24, 15, don't go there. But when, when Jesus said this in Matthew 24, 15, he says, when you see the abomination of desolate, the Antichrist stand up in the holy place. That Daniel, the prophet talked about. And then he says, him that reads, let him understand. Then he says this, you better run for cover. That's this day. Look at this, peace and safety. Then sudden, when's the sudden destruction? The day he takes over at the midpoint. The middle of the last seven years. So here's what happens. Peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as travail upon a woman with child and they shall not escape. Verse four, watch this. But you brethren, who's that talking to? Come on, who's that talking to? Come on, I said, who's that talking to? But you, brother, are not in darkness that that day, what day, when he comes back as a thief, and that day that he comes back, she'll not overtake you as a thief. See, you're not supposed to be off guard. We'll be in here, 
or somewhere, <laughs> maybe hunkering and bunkering, we don't know. But when that day is approaching, oh, your pastor, Gabby, Carolyn, Wee Wee, Arturo for sure, Eddie the most, need to get your makeup on. Need to get it on. Need to get you dressed. You need to, why, why? Because we're in the light, we're in the light, and we're not going to be, he's coming. He's coming. We may not know the exact day or the hour, but how many of you could be ready for a few weeks? How many could be ready for a few weeks? Huh? How many could be ready for, see, that's why you don't need to stress. I can't even imagine a woman for years and years, not just years, decades, some centuries, that, are you coming today? It's like, can you imagine getting married like that? That's craziness. Nobody teaches this. Why? Because we've all been deceived. We're to know. But you, brethren, are not, say, I'm not, in darkness. What did we just see in Daniel? He said that the wise will become wiser. We're not going to be in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Verse five, you are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I said, hallelujah. Aren't you glad we get to know we don't get to. (laughs) I'm sorry. I have to say this. There's a lot of pre-tribulation teachers out there. Most of them are. What's that mean? That the church will go before the seven years starts. It's like, what? <laughs> I'm reading, am I reading scripture to you? So they believe that. So this morning I saw and I, and I Googled or I texted one of these guys. And I said, what's going on? There's like 700 people that just got martyred overseas. 700 Christians. Aren't they supposed to be gone? Isn't, I mean, they're not supposed to go through any of the bad, aren't they? The, it's so foolish to not know your Bible. We are going to have to hunker and bunker for a little bit. And that doesn't mean we're not, God's going to provide for us, but you're not going to take the mark. You're not going to be deceived because you are the children of light and the children of the day. Amen. amen. I said, Amen. All right, we're going to wrap this thing up in a little bit. Verse six. Therefore, don't go to sleep in church as other people do. But let us watch and not be drunk. (laughs) Am I reading scripture? He said, don't go to sleep as do others in other churches. But let us watch and be sober. Amen. Matthew 24, Matthew 24, hallelujah, had to check my time, Matthew 24, look at Matthew 24, immediately after the tribulation of those days, we're not going to go through any bad stuff, we're not going to go through any bad stuff. Immediately after, after the what? Does tribulation sound like good times? <laughs> after the tribulation of those days shall the, who's, who's, who's writing this? Who's reading this? Who's talking this? Jesus. Every say this is red. After the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened 
and the moon shall give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken. Verse 30. And then shall appear. And then after the tribulation, and then you're going to have the biggest fireworks show you've ever seen, but it's going to be made with stars. It's going to be crazy. Sign of the son of man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. What? Why are the tribes of the earth mourning? Because they know that they're about to get judged. See, the church goes, and here's what everybody needs to understand this. We will never, everybody say never. Oh, this is a this is really, we will never be judged by Jesus or God. The only thing we're judged for is what? What we do for God going through the, going through the fire when we, it's our works. But we don't get judged for sin because thank, everybody say thank God for Jesus. Aren't you glad for Jesus? But here, why are they mourning? Because they're left and every atheist, every agnostic, every person that's critically criticized you and me and other believers, they're going to see him in the sky. The Bible says every eye will see him. Can you imagine? They're going to see him in the sky and then they're going to know. See, everybody knows they're going to get judged and they're going to mourn and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Hallelujah. Verse 31. And he shall send his angels. Come on, watch this. He's going to send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they shall gather together his elect. Who's his elect church? That's us. That's us. But when is this? After tribulation. So here's what happens. The Antichrist stands up in the temple. Well, the temple hasn't even been built. And we got people on Facebook every day saying, Jesus, come quickly. He's coming. You just know he's coming. I'm like. It's just wishful thinking like they've been doing for centuries. We have a lot of time left. Aren't you glad for Nehemiah's sake, Isaac? He might get to play a few games of basketball in high school. We don't know. When do we know when the temple's going to be built? We don't. When do we know when the seven years are when the people? We don't. So we just keep going. But we what? We need to sit up a little straighter. We need to make sure that we're doing what he wants. Amen. So, and he shall send his angels with a great sound and that, that he will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Verse 32. Now learn a parable, the fig tree, when his branch is yet tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is nigh. Now watch this. You know that summer is near, right? Go on. So likewise, when you see all these things, know that it is near even at the door. Wait a second. When you see all these things, we haven't even seen the, we don't even know who the Antichrist is. So how, it's not even close to the door yet. Are you with me? So watch what he's talking. He's talking about season, summer. You know, when the fig tree, he's talking, we will not, we may not know the day or the hour, but we're going to know the season. Now, if you are a lady and you have your fiance 
telling you, hey, we're going to get married in the spring. Is that a little bit better than to not knowing anything? Girls, you, that's a good place to say yes. <laughs> you know, okay. And that's the point. We're going to know the season. Keep going. Verse 34. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Verse 35. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. What does that mean? Everything that he said will come to pass will come to pass. It's all going to come. So it ha- there's, I could give you a lot of things that haven't come to pass. So we have to see these things and then we're going to be all ready for his return. And we're going to be that bride without spot, without blemish. We're going to be ready. Amen. How many still got some spots and blemishes you could probably work on? Come on. How many of us can do a little better? Raise your hand. <laughs> Go on. Verse 36. But of that day, watch, of that day and hour knoweth no man. Now, everybody knows this verse. Nobody knows the time. He didn't say nobody didn't know the day or the, or the month or the year. He says the day or the hour. That's specific. Who's the only one? Who's the only one that knows the day and the hour? Only God. Jesus said, Jesus said I don't even know. You're the one that's going to be riding a white horse, coming back, coming back for your, 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 your people, your bride, and you don't even know yet. Who's the only one? Only God. Jesus said, my, my father's the only one that knows. So we, we know that it's not tomorrow or next year. So we've got to endure. Amen. And we got to keep our face in the book like Smith Wigglesworth and Lester Summerall. So that what? We're not deceived. Come on. We want to be children of the light. You can't mix bad and good. It doesn't do well. Amen. Stay in the truth. Keep going. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. We're kind of Noah building the ark right now. The water hadn't even started falling from the sky. We know it's going to start falling. When's it going to, when's the first drop going to hit? Come on, tell me when the first drop's going to hit. We're building the ark. We're building the ark, church. That's what we're doing. We're, we're trying to, hey, you guys need to repent. You need to come in. And we're building the ark. When's the first drops of water coming? When they sign the peace treaty, because we know, right? Right? I mean, think about it. Because now we know, uh-oh, we got seven years. <laughs> you got, we got seven years to finish up this ark, get everybody on board. Because let's look, it's just like the days of Noah. So shall the coming of the Son of Man be, verse 38. For as the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, they were marrying, they were giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Everything's just going to be life go on and knew not knew not who these are the wicked these are the people who won't listen to us they did not know the flood came and took them all away so shall also the coming of jesus be that's why they're mourning that's why they're no it's too late the ten virgins, those are Christians. 
Five stay, five go. The five that stay are like, please give us some oil. We've been out partying. We've been out clubbing, but we want to repay. No, go talk to your pastor. I'm out of here. And then it's shut and they got to stay. And to stay during the last couple of years, oh gosh, I would just go commit suicide, get right with God and just say, let me get out of here. <laughs> because if you stay, mm, oh, I don't even want to talk about it. It is, it, the, Jesus ca- called it the worst that the earth has ever known. Let's go on. Then shall two be in the field. Two picking corn. One shall be taken and the other left. What happened? Let's go on. Then there'll be two women grinding in the mill. One will be taken, the other left. Can you imagine if you are with, let's just say, Faye and Kara together. And they're in the kitchen at Parkside. And all of a sudden, Faye's gone. And Kara's like, what happened? That would not be a good day, right? How many want to stay? I said, how many want to stay? Then we need to be children of the light. Keep going. Watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour the Lord comes. Verse 43. But know this. Here we go. This is, it all comes together right here. Know this, that if the goodman or the owner of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, when is he coming back? Like a thief in the night. If he knew when that thief was going to come, he would have watched and he would not have suffered his house to be broken into. Verse 44. Therefore, be you also ready for in such an hour as you think not the son of man comes. Keep going. Verse 45. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? Come on. I'm asking you a question right now. Just Jesus is too. Who is a faithful and wise servant? Just say right here, right here, right here, right here. It's me. Whom the Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. Verse 46. Blessed is that servant. Blessed is that church. Blessed is that bride whom his Lord, when he comes, find doing what he told him to do. Amen. You do not want to be caught off guard. You don't want to be in bed with no makeup on when Jesus comes back. We are called to be his bride. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you, Lord, for today. I thank you, Father, with people that are listening via the Internet. We thank you, Father, for this week that Pastor Morgan, when she comes, will give us more faith. We are hungry for faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. That's why even learning the things of the days we're living in, it builds faith in us. We understand when it's a lie versus truth. We understand, Lord, because you said that the wise will become wiser and the wicked would become more wicked. So, Father, we thank you 
We thank you that our church will be on the cutting edge, that we will know that we know that we know that the day and the hour is coming and we will be prepared in Jesus name. And everybody said, amen. Amen.